Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast. It's a weekly um, mission to just create a, a taxonomy of the entire um, depth and breadth of human experience uh, via nouns. Um, this is episode 148, was what I was going to say. Hello and welcome to episode 148 of Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast. That's what I wanted to say. I'll do it better next week. I noticed Adam Buxton says the episode number this morning, so I was like, I'm going to say the episode number. Um, he's only up to 142. <laughs> That's what happens when you have to interview a celebrity every week. <laughs> Be your own celebrity. Um Anyway, yes, I am celebrity podcaster Michael Forrest. <laughs> and I'm Ivanka Magic. <laughs> also celebrity also podcaster. Celebrity. celebrity. Uh, <laughs> and this week, we, we, our subject this week is something that I did not get my, really understand the significance of until quite late in life, if you can call, you know, uh, late 30s, early 40s, late in life. But um, interest like interest on money and we did a couple of money episodes ages ago but we really didn't touch on the way that interest keeps the rich rich and the poor poor and um i just wanted to talk about interest and some of the other systems we have institutions and systems we have that keep the poor poor and keep the rich rich i'm up for this uh, conversation <laughs> <laughs> i've agreed to it uh yeah i think it she in, has, she i has. have i have interest is a, a slippery funny little dodgy mofo uh, slippery it, little ferret it gets you it gets you when you're young if you don't know what you or it can do you know oh yeah I mean I will speak from a personal a basis of personal things uh, mm. but yes uh, interest it, it, it is a bit it all sounds very not not expensive, but it is yeah. expensive. It sounds, it's it, not expensive and it sounds small and, and it, it sounds, sounds like, oh, whatever, I need the money. Uh, just, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it sounds like just the cost of having the money that you need because mm. the time that will take to save it is is so yeah. vast and all that kind of thing. And in a very real sense, it is the cost of having the money. You know, like that's, yeah. it's the whole system is set up that way. Um, and it's some stuff where, I, you know, I learned from Team Human podcasts and things like that. So anyway, um, let's play some music. Been a, it's been a couple of weeks. It has, it has. So I imagine this section will be a little longer than normal. How's it going? How's it been? Uh, been it, up to? it has been a little longer. I've, I was working very, 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 very hard and then mm. I got very tired. Uh, but I'm happy that I have got at least December and through to the middle of January by the looks of things, just working at a much more leisurely pace, not space. Mm. Uh, so I, it seems I have work for the new year. It's not signed on the dotted line, but it's in place. So that immediately yeah, cool. creates a sense of, right, I can finish this project off nicely and I can spend a bit more time on things like Restaurants Brighton, Brighton Natural Health Centre. I'm enjoying reading. Uh, I've mentioned before that I'm reading chapters of a book as my friend writes the book. Uh, mm. And I'm finding that really, I'm not sure I'm giving a useful critique, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm finding the actual experience very inspiring, I have to say. And mm. it, it leaves me kind of eager to do stuff. And I think it's also weirdly reinvigorated my interest in the podcast because right. I think in order to, the book is primarily about how to design in this world that is now that is in the mess mm. it's in uh, and how to how to create futures that are that, that work for us or even how to create a present that's presence that works for us um, and so I'm really looking forward to talking about those things and uh, and make it and sort of letting them infiltrate my work and hopefully some more people's work in the same way that the last couple of years of the last 147 episodes yeah. have undoubtedly changed my approach or, or honed and tuned my approach to the, the ways I work and the way I organise things. So I'm feeling quite, you know, 
up for it, really. Okay, good. That is where I think I'm at. I've got Who's loads just of... in? <laughs> yeah. Ivanka still wants to do podcast. <laughs> <laughs> After 147 episodes, I'm, I'm crazy. ready for another 147. <laughs> yeah. um, in, other, in other more interesting news, and, and more important, I think, than all of the other things I've mentioned, what is really nice is that I get to do drop-off and pick-up of nursery and right. spend a little bit more time with my child we've made clothes for the barbie that we rescued from the sea you know right. and you know wow. we do a bit of clean rubbish pickup we also do it whilst yeah. paddle boarding and we found a <laughs> found a barbie face down in the sea oh naked <laughs> so we call her rescue barbie so we rescue barbie now has a clothes so has some clothes that we've made and so we've done what things. Can I ask what kind of clothes? Well, do you know what? I was actually quite pleased with myself, and I will yeah. send you. I might even send you a little video of Barbie. Do dancing a little and kind of like, catwalk, yeah. slow motion. Like, and we made we made a skirt on. and a top. Uh, you know, um, listen. It's been a long time since I made proper clothes <laughs> for anyone. I think I stopped. I, I made myself clothes until I was about. I don't know, 13, 14. And then I was like, eh, I'm going out. Going out is much more fun than making clothes. Uh, so I had to really, really work hard. To, oh, I've also mm. knitted two things. Wow. I mean, is, I've just, I've just been... It's been a craft powerhouse. I have, I have, I have. I've knitted like this. In fact, that bright pink thing over there, that's my uh, office waistcoaty mm. thing. And I've knitted a sort of a hat scarf Mm. so yes anyway that's look i, I mean Great. when is the last time i had so many things at the kickoff of the podcast i don't know there's Never. good energy i'm feeling it and i'm liking it <laughs> how are you michael <laughs> I'm very well um i've got four things written down and i want to talk about all of them um first thing <laughs> first thing is um so because we had a couple of weeks out of the podcast i i decided that when i got some spare time when when we had some time off the podcast, I was going to give my YouTube channel some love, and I ended up making this video explaining how to how to hack a bit of music hardware. And it was like what I managed to do. What I did was like literally screen captured installing VirtualBox, installing um, like Vagrant, installing all these developer tools, and just. Just to try and explaining Git a little bit, explaining like uh, here's where you edit the code and then sort of explaining how to also. And then I, I sort of made my a, a little website that let you make patterns for this module. It's a drum module. Uh, then check them out in the browser before taking the numbers and putting them in the thing. Um, so it ended up actually being like 20 hours of production in the end <laughs> when I'd sort of I'd, I'd freed up five hours, maybe. So it was it sort of ended up taking a little bit longer. And it it's tremendously niche as a thing to be making a sort of nice quite funny well-produced video for but it was a great response it was really nice it was um I, I think I saturated my limited market very quickly, including like a retweet by the person that makes the module that I was talking about, the big music tech blog. He was just like, I love this and like posted it a couple of times, made an article around it. And um, I, someone sent me a fiver like within like Whoa. the first couple of hours. I got these long comments, like loads of people like Whoa. wanting to know more. And, and it was really a rewarding thing to have done because it was like, because a lot of the videos on that channel, I've, I, part of my mission has been like, just try and get across what I'm doing because it's like, it's really specific and there's, I, need, I need to explain myself. But this one was like, I'd had some messages from people on Facebook and I'd said, like, this guy was like, oh, can you, if you, can you do, he sort of wanted me to do a tutorial on it. And I was like, right, I think that's what I'll do for my next one. So, but the fact that people, like, even like there was this, there's this shop that sells like DIY modules that I guess he was like, yeah, people always get stuck on this. So it's going to be really great to have a video to send them when they sort of buy these, like, you know, make their own modules and they want to install the firmware on it and all that. Um, and actually, like I was talking to another guy, I was like, I could potentially turn this into a little, like, um, a browser-based make your beats in the browser and then you can, like, export a firmware thing that can just be an audio file that you can just, like, uh, put onto the device. So it could potentially make some money if I decide to give it a bit more attention. But it's so niche, and I'd really felt like why... who This is such a small thing, it feels like kind of a waste of time, maybe, to be spending so much time on it. But, like, I actually... It gave me that feeling of 
being useful of people kind of caring what I've done of people actually like valuing you know that feeling of having created value for someone else is something that I'm obviously like pretty disconnected from in the last sort of couple of years so yeah that was really nice that went well link in the description if you <laughs> you probably I mean I think it's as a sort of here's what programming is like it's quite interesting just even on that level well um, so you really are yeah. a celebrity I was so famous. A thousand views on. No, it was funny because it sort of got up to, I don't know what the views are, but it was like two, three, five hundred, a thousand views in the first few days. So, which is really good. But then I think like, yeah, it sort of tops out pretty quickly. <laughs> but that's what, but at the same time, we thought with our, with our mechanical techno video, we thought that market was going to saturate pretty quickly. I mean, it's a much more visual thing and it hooked into this ASMR thing unexpectedly but we we kept thinking we must have saturated anyone that's interested by now but it just kept going and going i was like well maybe that'll happen it didn't happen but uh, <laughs> it was nice um and and sort of speaking of music like my so something else i'm going to talk about that was number is it, one is this number two <laughs> now? The whole top. number two is gonna be uh, oh. my brother said have you heard of uh, this jacob collier um and i was like mm, i don't think so and i did a bit of searching because my brother is a, another musician. He's um, he sort of takes a different attitude to it, but he's very good. He's very good. Um, I'll put one of his. I'll link to one of his. His. He's doing some sort of live looping beatboxing stuff on YouTube at the moment, and it's uh, it's nice that he asks me for sort of advice on how to produce it and things like that. But he said he rec he gave me this recommendation, and I looked in, and the first video I watched was his Moon. Um, What's it called? Moon River cover, and I was just like transfixed i was like this guy i mean that's musicians that's someone that knows and then i watched this hour and a half he goes through his logic set uh the music software set just showing like every single it had like 96 parts of harmony that he'd recorded and it's doing all these like um and he's, his relationship to harmony, he can explain every single thing he's done. And he's got like, so in terms of timing, in terms of chords, in terms of pure harmonies versus sort of like uh, well-tempered, like harmonies that you get on a piano, quarter tone shifts. He's sort of like creating this tension by sort of going up in quarter tones after over sort of like the space of a minute. He's like, so usually you have semitones is what Western music is, sort of usually does. And these sort of flourishes where he's like stepping through like... Uh, like a fifth of a semitone kind of thing, but like really precisely moving through it, layering. Also, he's like, um, he at the beginning of the video, he sort of put out this call and got a load of these, load of musicians to just give him a moon, a note. So it's got like freaking um, Quincy Jones. Uh, like Chris Martin, like and like loads of cool people, like um, like he had like a hundred and fifty of these moons, and he was showing that like Beardy Man was in there, so I was like grumble grumble, but um, just has given me um a sort of and the way his voice is amazing, and he plays the piano like a mother. Like there's his kind of relationship with that keyboard is incredible, and he does these. He did this like live set, which was 20 minutes of him. But he, there were four of him in the room, but it was like sort of delivered so naturally and relaxed. And like they're talking to each other between the songs and then they're playing this. And I'm like, how has he done this? How is this possible? <laughs> so like absolutely has like sort of given me and but also like when i tried it i was like i can get some of these tones with my voice i hadn't tried it before and it's given me like a new perspective on what i've been doing and combined with the fact i've been doing these like making make, i've made two hours a week on saturdays now that i leave sharon at home and i come back to the studio and i do a live stream um and it's been it's been ropey to start with but yesterday i got but i'm i'm, I'm just sort of feeling excited about how much there is to how much expertise and skill there is to build in when it comes to music and um so jacob collier has has given me some inspirations there wow music eh? Before, like, you, before, when you yeah, before you go on to number three because i thought you were going to go on no, to number three yeah. i might i do that number one number two my, do <laughs> my daughter already goes 
mummy. No, one, two, A, B, C. (laughs) (laughs) Just tell me. (laughs) I was like, you're five. Don't argue with me. Uh, Yes. But that sounds, I'm really desperate now to see this video. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that sounds amazing. Yes, cool. Um, I, I won't do all four. One of them can sort of be tied into that. Well, one of them is um, one of them is we someone like we got woken up at like five in the morning the other night, and someone was like literally smashing down the door of someone, like yelling on the door and banging on it, and he eventually managed to kick this door in across the road in the middle of the night. So that was fun. The police eventually came, but and then then the sort of police come. I don't think there was anyone there. Because, uh, like, but he got through the first, but that, obviously it's flat, so, like, you've got to get through another door. But then the police come, and they're like, yeah, the, he's gone. And then they're like, yeah, get the hammer. We're going to have to smash the next door in. It's like, why are the police? So if you come back to your house, it's like, okay, well, this this abusive ex, I guess, has, like, smashed down my front door. And then the police have come to help. And to help, they've smashed down my inner door. So thanks, <laughs> Chris. It's the system at work. <laughs> Sounds, uh, but it was marvelous. It was, it was definitely one of those. Are we? Should, I mean, do we intervene or what? I felt like if there's someone in the flat, they must have called the police by now. So I guess there's no one there. But should we be calling the police or what? Like you know that thing. Um, but then, like, yeah, it was, yeah, a weird thing, weird experience. Um, and so then to. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm so talking and not really giving you a chance to respond. It's all right. <laughs> the only other thing is like, and well, let's let's tie this into interest, is that like Apple have um, said that they're cutting their commission from 30% to 15% for small smaller businesses. So if you are less very than a, kind of them. <laughs> well, I, I do always say, why do you need all this money? But they've actually put some money, you know, they've actually done, made a thing and it's actually going to be a huge deal for me yeah, yeah so instead yeah. of them taking 30 percent of my of my income they're only going to take 15 percent, and that's like at the moment that means like that's 300 400 quid a month kind of thing that is um, a big deal so like up to a million pounds basically and then is that they what they talk, 30 is that what they classify as a small business yeah yeah <laughs> okay so good. i'm golden for a bit like i and I, i'm really like yeah i'm just it, it seems like financial things are like I've got this sort of low but basically passive income thing going on which is really this was the dream and um, I'm it's I'm and I'm starting to awaken those okay let's get some music made let's get all this stuff plugged in let's get this camera set up anyway yeah so it's, it's exciting times for me and I wish I'd done the things that made this possible a lot long ago and one of the reasons i didn't was because i did not understand interest oh that was what a great segue michael Sharon's going to say, you're talking too much on this one. Is she? Well, no, I think I did quite a good intro. I think it's mm. the, the, perhaps I think it's more a case of the fact that when we do our intros, they're not necessarily a conversation. Yeah. Because you need to tell the story that you want to tell. Yeah. So this is the conversation part of the this podcast. This is the conversation. <laughs> this is where we interact, potentially. Um, so, yes, I've paid a lot of interest in my time. <laughs> Have you now? Me yes. too. <laughs> yes. I think there was, a, there was a certain period of my life where I kind of refused to make any major life decisions because, oh, I can't because I have this credit card debt. It wasn't Mm. enormous by any stretch of the imagination. It was, um, oh, well, I don't think it was enormous based on my salary and blah, blah, blah. But it Mm. was there and I just couldn't get rid of it. So I sort of I kind of was arranging my life to service this debt that, I don't know, I I, I think it was... uh, and, and I'd sort of 
thought I was being clever at various points. <laughs> sort of like moved it to interest-free credit cards and you know, la, 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 mm. la, la, la. Did all the foolish things. The foolish things. What do we things. think? The, what do we think? The, what's an interest-free credit card? How does that work? That, it's How do just, they... They're banking operate. on you being an idiot and not paying it off in the, in right, the interest. Okay. Surely it's oh, the same a, as this fixed it's time. It's like, you know, before, you've yeah. got 0% for a year and you're like, yeah, I'll knock this off in a year. And then you go, oh, but I really need to buy this thing. Yeah. And how, do you, how, do you, how do you sort of classify your attitude to delayed gratification in what, terms what of do you like mean, wanting like to s- buy something? and Saving up to get it yeah. rather than... Uh, What's my attitude to it? Now it's fine because I've got, it's not hard for me to save money at the moment because I'm of where I am in life. Yeah, not living in Hampstead. You know, I'm not not living in Hampstead, uh, though I did enjoy that and there wasn't a particularly expensive flat um, that I rented, let's be clear. But, you know, that whole kind of, so... I'll give you how what probably set me off on a wrong path. So I was at university for the, in the first year that they introduced student loans. Mm. And they were like a thousand pounds a year, twelve hundred pounds a year, and, yeah. but they were very very low interest. And I remember sort of being nineteen, first year of university coming home oh they've got these student loan things 1200 quid I could use that I always worked through university I'm just gonna put that out there as well I always had a (laughs) cleaning job supermarket job some kind of a job and um and my dad just went if you finish if you study electronic engineering and you can't pay that debt off then that's you're really (laughs) basically (laughs) so you might as well take the loan and have a nice six weeks traveling around Europe go to Croatia drive your car Mm. I was like okay So I did that every year in this kind of way of like, I'm going to get debt now, but my, and I think it set me a slightly wrong mindset Mm. because I kept thinking that, okay, where I didn't start off in life with a, with a bucket of money, I was going to make up for that by having a really good job and then creating a negative bucket of money (laughs) that then I could like fill up with my cleverness Mm. (laughs) (laughs) exceptionalism so Um, yes i think that was i think that i think that's probably quite a good good way summary summary. yeah yeah well because because my um i i always think back to um when i was like 12 11 well when i was yeah sort of like 12 13 and it was my mission in life to own a commodore amiga and I just was like, why well, I can't have a job until I'm 13. And I just had to have this thing. I might not win the Blue Peter competition. So I've got to just like try and save up for this thing. And I was all set to save up for this Amiga. And it was like, what am I getting paid? Like six pounds a week or something? This is a 300 quid thing. So it was going to take me a while. I had two paper rounds. So I did a paper round every single morning. And I also did like um, sometimes in the afternoons as well. So I just as much money as I could earn, I would try to work for it. And then I guess it was either six months in or a year and a half in. My dad, my, you know, my dad and step, they said, let's, um, why don't we get you this thing now and you can pay us back. And so I sort of got to have the thing early. And there's loads of reasons that's good. It's like more time for me to like learn it and understand it and spend on it. And probably like that did a culminate, you know, that did add to my just general sort of fluency with computers that has sent me being able to do pretty much what I want in later life. But it, I think it sort of gave me this attitude that, oh, well, yeah, no, I, I, I'm going to need that. So I should I can, it's okay if I do it on the credit card or if I do it on the thing because, like, it's better to have it sooner because I'll get that that time that I wouldn't yeah, have got yeah, yeah, with yeah. it and that I'll be more productive because I'll have this thing. And um, that was one of the things. Um, credit card-wise, I did I'm, – I'm just going to – I'm not going to do an origin story here, but credit card-wise, like, I guess I had one since I was – since I could like, – like 18 or 19 or whatever – and there was constantly – I go through periods with it. I cleared it every so often, but, like, I'd go through periods where if things got – I think I had to buy a new laptop at one point. Yeah. So that sort of, like, ended up sticking on there. Or I kind of had a new job. My problem is I'd get a new job with a 
a salary that I know is sort of guaranteed for the foreseeable. And then I'd make these big purchases on the credit card because I was like, well, I know how I'm going to pay that off now, so I'll buy it. And then 11 months later, I've quit the job, inevitably. (laughs) I think part of it, part of the problem with the credit card, because I got my first one probably just as I finished. Well, I I know I had one just as I finished university and then I went travelling. So travel, you see, I've applied the same principle as you applied to buying a computer. Mm. Travel one does in order to broaden one's horizon and learn Mm. things was my bit. So it's like, so that doesn't count. That's not being frivolous. That is... I don't yeah. know, somehow doing something good for yourself. So I, I and I went on my post-university backpacking, Trans-Siberian Railway, blah, blah, was all done on credit. Mm. It wasn't done on money that I'd saved. But yeah. you talking about your paper round and thing, and I think that's, but, the, but that hooked me in because I kept getting just given more and more limits. And in yeah. some bizarre way of not thinking it through on my own part, I then um, would go, well, if they're recognising that I have the ability to pay this off, then yeah. I, must I don't, do, I don't I know. know. I don't know if I ever even said that to myself, but I probably did in some bizarre way. It goes way. in. It's, it's, it's like, a, um, oh yeah, I'm just much more. Well, I had this, I had this letter. So at the weekend I had this letter. I saw I had this credit card letter and I was like, I open it up and I'm like, I, I, and I think I was paying like, it, there was like a yearly fee for it, but I hadn't used it for like two years or like, yeah, yeah. and it said like, I had, it said like, you've got, uh, your limit's been raised to 12,500 pounds. Yeah, <laughs> what are you talking about? But it doesn't say anything about the interest rate anywhere on that letter. And I kind of try and find it and it's quite hard to find. And then I find it, it's like, it's probably about 20% yes. interest on that debt. So I, that is a, a lot of bloody money. You know, I once made this, this you know, when I quit LBI, I went to, it was actually like an ex-girlfriend, but I, I was like, I knew she, she just sold her house and I was like, I, can you sort of lend me some money to like, would you mind? I'll pay you like, I said, I'll pay you 20% interest on it. And to me, that was like, whatever. And now I'm like, she got a good deal out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the, the the insidious thing about that, really, that sort of debt interest, is that it's not available to you when you're doing savings interest. Exactly. And this is the fundamental imbalance. Like, they give you now 0.1% interest. I lend the bank. So, yeah, this is the ultimate rant. I lend the bank a few grand. I get 0.1% interest on it. Bank lends me a few grand, they get 20% interest on it. How in a society is this okay? That's not any way sounding like Bernie Sanders, but like this is a goddamn scam of the highest order. It is, it is, it is. It's it really an outrage. Is. But we also have all these bizarre things where we kind of, again, filtered into my head somewhere along the way is that you need a credit rating. And in order to have a credit rating, one needs to have a credit card and one needs to borrow money and show that, one, you know, and all this kind of like... And I guess the credit rating like links to the mortgage thing, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because you need so, to get I'm that debt. Gone into that. But see, yeah, like it's, our, it's my mission in life to saddle myself with a 25-year debt, which yeah. again, but yeah, the mortgage thing, I was always like, well, at this point, I'm kind of back to, I want to buy somewhere outright because mortgages are... No one rich would invest in just one thing, put all their eggs in one, in their entire lifetime of their wealth in one investment. And and you're told that this house is an investment. And it sort of weirdly has, uh, just because of how up the housing market is it sort of seems like it is but there can be a property my dad was always like this next property crash is coming any minute so i was always like well i'll wait for the crash and then i'll think about buying somewhere and it just never happened through thick and thin it seems like these house prices have gone up and up and up to absurd degrees where in the sort of 70s you could actually buy a house probably with money and now you can't buy a house with money you've earned you have to buy a house by borrowing capital and paying interest on it for the rest of your life. Yeah. And how, who does that help? It helps sort of the system that is in place. It does, it's, and, it's, and it doesn't have to be this way. 
No. Uh, but it just means like my my goal in life is like not to get a mortgage again. It's to get the million pounds. It's on my little post-it note here. <laughs> All my other ones came true, so I'm sure I'll make, make this one come true sooner or later. Um, just, but I'm not. Even, that's probably not enough to buy anything outright, even as half decent. Um, I, I think it probably is. Um, because because of just this clarity that I suddenly have with um, like what interest is, what it does, that how it keeps the poor poor because the poor end up spending twice as much money as the rich do on the same stuff because yeah. it's all debt and it's all um also VAT is a this sort of tax on the poor as well everyone pays the same VAT rate regardless of how wealthy they are which just means that the poor massively lose out when it comes to VAT it's yeah but I, but I think so. You know, it seems to be this bizarre thing where the more you borrow, the lower the interest rate. <laughs> like a mortgage these days, you can. I mean, the interest rates are so low at the moment. But it's mm. when you're borrowing payday loans, when you're borrowing yeah. kind of very small amounts of money, that the the less you borrow, the more you're going to get charged for it and and to your example about VAT I was also reading about the you know the or I mean this is public knowledge and I had I don't know why I hadn't joined it up really or registered it in my brain but like the Macron increasing the tax on diesel is what provoked the yellow vests riots because the, the, the again the tax which is designed to help the environment ultimately it's the people who the people who drive vans for a living who are sort of in the low paid lower earners the poor people again who get who get punished the most yeah. for these for these things with the there's, there's no proportional proportionality is that the right it's, use of it's, the word it's, there's, 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 they first we rinse out the the poor with huge interest and stuff being like poorly made and no one's got enough capital to get good quality versions of anything so they have to keep buying things over and over again in a way that if you've got money you don't and now we're seeing this tax on the middle class next let's let's rinse everything out of the middle class now by re- cutting cutting interest rates and then talking about negative interest rates which I don't even know how that works do you then no, just I take your money out and put it in a mattress like um, meanwhile the position of those the wealthy is completely protected yeah. because the whole system is set up to protect their wealth. And um, the way um, Rushkoff uh, puts it is money doesn't have to be this centralised currency thing. And in fact, uh, trade was happening really well for a long time in the sort of Middle Ages with you know, just sort of local currencies and people would trade stuff and you'd get these booming businesses and you'd see the wealth of these people, these merchants rising and everyone was sort of getting wealthier. And the... Um, the sort of aristocracy saw this happening and said, oh, we can't have this. No. We can't have poor people getting money because we'll sort of lose our power. And so they said, no, you're not allowed to use that local currency. You're not allowed to use these tokens. You've got to use the Queen's money. You've got to use the official money, uh, which we will lend to you at a rate of interest. So we're going to kill you if you don't use this money or lock you up or whatever, whatever, whatever the mechanism of that is. We're going to but we're going to turn our wealth into the sort of, um, I don't know, the gold reserve, the thing that, that we, you have to be lent. And that always implies some sort of interest payment, which ultimately means we can continue to do very little. Mm. Whilst that to me, that interest represents getting something for doing absolutely nothing just the virtue of the fact you happen to have capital up front means that you can indefinitely just keep getting more money without doing anything meanwhile what's paying that interest is the labor of those hundreds and thousands of millions of people that are working for a living working hard or looking at their phones scrolling looking at ads or whatever it is like they've found ways to harvest more and more of our like money from us but that wealth doesn't come from nowhere it comes from the work of all of us but the system is set up in such a way that it's just collected by the ultra wealthy in a way that we the only way to do anything about is to just reject that centralized um method of of that that currency that the queen's currency kind of thing 
Um, and that's possible, like local currencies. Once you see these, the Brixton pound even, once you have you introduce these local currencies and suddenly it's not all this engine designed to make interest for the aristocracy, it turns into this thing where it actually, like that money gets spent a lot of times and it moves around and you actually see a lot of... Um, you know, like um, affluence kind of emerging from that sort of system. And that is something that, that, that you know, we, we have to be looking at that. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 I was reading in, um, I think it was a quote from Naomi Klein about uh, how, you know, we're painted this picture of the future where, you know, we're going to have, everything is delivered. We can, you know, we'll have driverless cars. We'll have it. It's all be AI and magic and, you know, technology is going to make it all good. But it kind of in the background of all this are really low paid humans filling up the driverless cars and, and <laughs> yeah. working in, in, um, in in the warehouses and being paid nothing and being treated poorly and we all just and it, i i think that these are the, the the that sort of interest rate and the levels and the expense and the way they're in, applied to uh, what we were saying about the you know the less you're borrowing the more you pay is it's just a a kind of i don't understand quite how it's um, it's just insidious, really. It's like, a, and I, I mean, I, I was, I was thinking about the uh, at the personal level. Like, why did I? Why do I've generally that like all definitely all the way through my twenties and into the beginning of my thirties had a very relaxed attitude to debt. Mm. Very much. It's like, well, I've got no choice. If I want to do these things, then that's that's what I'm going to do. These are the tools available to mm. me. Blah blah. blah. But I, I only live once. Yeah, well, you know, like, well, <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah, I'll figure it out. But I also, ha- I have to say that from a very young, you know, you talk about your paper rounds. Yeah. And my husband is very good at telling me about his two paper rounds. Yeah. <laughs> I have two paper rounds and I saved in a bubble. It's like, all right. I was really lucky, quite little, even though my parents were really, I, you know, you asked about saving. I was thinking, what did I save up for? And I, I kind of, I, I wasn't really... Um, you know, like buying a record or doing something, all of that stuff cost money that was more than my weekly pocket money or something. Mm. But I could translate something from English into Croatian and get the equivalent of a grown-up's weekly salary, monthly salary. Do you know know what I mean? Or or go and teach somebody, tutor somebody English for a couple of hours. And I'd be like loaded as far as I was. Mm. It was like way exceeded what my parents were my mum and dad literally worked out when I was away for school five days we literally worked out how much it would cost me to get a sandwich at break time every day and that is the money that I got for the week there was no extra bit at all and even then I got into I worked out in fact my dad went to the one of the local shops and said look this is my daughter. This is this is who I am. She's she's in this hostel going to school here. Uh, if she ever needs anything, please, um, if you could lend it to her, I will absolutely cover the debt. Mm. But then I took advantage of that. <laughs> Not that he paid it back. I paid it back. But I'd right. got this like credit system working with this shop. <laughs> So that, you know, if I, because I knew that, oh, well, I've got that lesson booked in, or I've got that translation booked in in three weeks. Let's have some chocolate bars, you know, it's like whatever it might be that I, you know, literally, I just never, so I just, I think from quite a young age, I just convinced myself that whatever the debts or whatever I did, I would sort it out. I could yeah. earn the money. And uh, I'm not, you know, I don't know what that, I don't know how but, well, it's all, but it becomes this permanent <laughs> state of there's this permanent thing in the back of your mind and then it's always like oh, later I'll deal with that yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you'll make yeah. a chunk in it once in a while and you'll feel good but there's but, always this but I'm quite sure the actual the, the debt of it you know I kind of it took me a few years to identify this but and, and as I met my husband one of the things I'd achieved at the point at which I'd met him was that I had no debt I'd sort mm. of stopped carrying around this suitcase of an excuse for why I couldn't commit to anything or make any plans or any yeah. person. And I'd cleared it all. I was like, right, I'm ready. You're right. <laughs> I can do this.
When I saw that this was a trap, that this um, credit cards and mortgages and 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 just having nice things because you've got a middle class salary, um, yeah. the way that that becomes a barrier, a trap that stops you being like a true entrepreneur or a true like artist or anything like you're you're in this and I always talk about it, but yeah, I just sort of mention it here, but yeah, like you're just constantly working just to maintain this thing, but it doesn't. You have to work for a living the whole time. And that's sort of like what it is. It sort of keeps us on that treadmill of generating this sort of revenue for these people that have the capital, ultimately. So anyone that has actually started a business with some capital, either like, I don't know, they're good at talking to investors, but usually those people are also sort of independently wealthy, I think. Um, yeah. they, um, they can start a business because they don't have to work for a living. Those of us that have to work for a living, either by um, just to get by on a, a, a sort of support a very modest existence or because we've got used to our nice things and we have to work a certain amount to sort of keep that up. Um, it just keeps us out of that, that domain of being able to actually do something ourselves yeah. that would perhaps disrupt these people's dominance <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. Um, I think it's worth mentioning the, um, the chart. I put this on. I, I wrote up uh, my approach to business on on my website yesterday. I finally did it, and it was. And I talked about this podcast. I talked about a couple of things. So I put this chart of uh, since productivity has been rising consistently uh, throughout like the twentieth twenty first century, but around nineteen seventy, that like the salaries stopped rising, and all that money is just going to those those wealthy people and you get you get to you know about like ronald reagan and, and thatcher and the sort of neoliberalist uh like deregulation thing where now all that instead of being given to staff people workers money is just being used to sort of as for stock buybacks and sort of doing tricks in the stock market to keep that sort of to try and kind of increase the safety of the thing because they, it's all deregulated um, we are not seeing the benefits of all of our labour, and, and in a like, just really, we're getting so a lot of us are getting just enough to feel like we are, but when you look at the CEOs getting like a hundred times more greater salaries than than the people that are doing all the work, um, you have to go like this system. There's something wrong with it. Yeah, um, we we need something different. Yeah, and then so and so my journey over the last three or four years, after you know talking to a good a guy, he was, was a PM at um, a company I worked for. This Chinese guy that sort of had this wise sayings, <laughs> like not that old. I, I don't even like putting it like that, but a friend of mine put it like that. I was like, I don't really, it sounds a bit racist, but I, I think fine. Let's paint that picture. But he was like, yeah, this middle class trap. That's, that's exactly what he said, and, and I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. I need to get out of debt. I need to cut my costs. I need to get free. I need to figure out how to create enough space for myself to actually be able to build something of my own because that's really my drive ultimately is to build something of my own and it's taken if you know if I didn't have Sharon's house to move into and all that yeah, kind of stuff but... I did you know I would have found another way though like I would have I, I I'm so confident that I would have just moved in somewhere really small and sort of put stuff in storage or sold loads of stuff I think in support of this but luckily I have a wonderful partner I, I seem to have just like I don't know. I think we've both done a great job of finding people that already had a house. <laughs> yes. That's the way to do it. And a mortgage. And a, yeah. uh, house and mortgage. Yeah. Woo. Well done, us. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, so, and now like, um, because this, like, I mean, this <laughs> passive income that I talk about, if I hadn't freed myself of this debt, if I hadn't cut all my costs just down to the wire, this wouldn't have covered half my monthly costs at this point but yeah. now like I, I because I've focused on it I've concentrated on it <laughs> I'm like really able to um I, I mean you know if, I, if it hadn't been this way I would have just stayed in Germany and that was like massively cut my costs as well <laughs> but um I I seem to have got had my cake and eat it some kind of thing yeah, yeah. um I don't know if that what tense that sentence was in but I would say like just 
interest is not something like don't ignore it. Percentages are so um as soon as you percentages are just a horrible thing when it comes to understanding things. I, yeah, I think <laughs> they can yeah. be used in so many ways to obfuscate what's really going on. But just I just need I what the best thing I've learned in recent years is just pay attention to those percentages understand what they truly mean, understand what that means about the nature of money. And I think you can start to try and get free of it. Yeah, I think what the only thing that we haven't mentioned in this conversation is cumulative interest. Yeah, that's and, a uh, and thing, that isn't that it? is a whole area that, you know, you may sort you might you know, you learn about it in school, but I don't think well I you know, you don't yeah. there's there's no way that got translated to me to my yeah. financial life. I, yeah. And I, I, one of the things that helped me enormously, I'm just uh, going back to the sort of education piece, actually, as a woman in my 30s, mm. I started being introduced to much the other women in my who were my friends at the time started introducing me to stories like there was a there was a book not stories books that were about women's fight you know finance and women and how we're not particularly you know there's still this patriarchal background of you know well don't worry about that dear you're going to marry somebody with a house (laughs) which you know obviously I achieved (laughs) <laughs> but but it took, I read this one book I remember called Love Is Not Enough. Mm. And I just remember my dad banging on to me when I was little about, you know, as a girl, you need to have, you need to be able to earn money because if you get divorced, you're going to be with the children. You're going to have to look after everything. That was his, the scenario he presented me with, which is a very, I don't know why I've thrown that in at the end of cumulative interest, but I think what I'm, what I'm adding to this, where we've had a, our whole conversation has been about, um, like the similarities and we are not two women talking about it (laughs) this is a non-gender relevant conversation as far as we're concerned but Mm. I think it's there is a touch there is a but there is something about being poor uh, and about taking the burden of that there's also something about being poor and a woman that or 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 a woman in general that just adds Mm. an extra dimension to the whole thing that makes it even harder um and 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 part of that is that sort of don't worry your pretty little head about it because <laughs> this is not women's and you know that exists do you know yeah. so so there's all these kind of depressing things about the way we're not taught about money yeah and that cumulative interesting i did see a piece on it it was like yeah if you just sort of like start saving young you're going to be loaded such a good position when you're (laughs) 40 that's actually just i've got this list of christmas presents that um like i've got all these i sent you the thing yeah all these my family like i used to be that i had to buy eight presents plus it was my dad's birthday on the unboxing day and now i've got six siblings all with partners all with children now can't you just do children only get presents well, I'm trying to, yeah, but yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. So I, I was like, how old? Are but, you know, I think I want to like, I just, while we were talking, I was like, do you know, maybe I'm just going to, I might just um, buy the children like a little bit of a Bitcoin each. <laughs> Why not? It's like, why not? And it's a boring, boring uncle, but, you know, I'm sure they want something. Uh, but I think they're going to have so much stuff. They've got so, like, you've got, if you've got six uncles and aunts, or buying, buying you toys, it kind of gets gross pretty quickly. So I, mean, I think yeah. maybe this is, um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We, I think, uh, I, don't, I don't think that's a bad idea at all, uh, <laughs> really. Because, I mean, people have bought, you know, people used to buy premium bonds, didn't they, for presents? Mm. Probably yeah, still I do. Guess, yeah. You know, same sort of thing, isn't it? Uh, though, though the, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, and also, you know, I think what we moan about our aunties and uncles about when we're little doesn't necessarily play out when we're grown up. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I didn't really like that thing when they bought me a Bitcoin, but f- I'm glad I've got it now. <laughs> Whatever it might be. <laughs> you know? You can touch um, it when you're 18. Yeah. Um, when it's worth a billion. Well, it might just... But, I, I, but then, yeah, it's worth mentioning that, like, it's interesting how Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies potentially feels, like, re redefines all this but there is also this sad fact that a lot of it is being used by the wealthy to kind of hedge their you know kind of save their money away from prying eyes so it's um it's very tricky um so 
Yeah. But if we could just like, you know, social networking, social like technology is at a place where we could perfectly easily have like peer to peer currencies um, forming the backbone of of like just a lot of stuff that we buy all the time. So if we could get away from Bezos and sort of start to have companies kind of using sort of a more egalitarian currency, then you sort of start to hopefully, oh, you got 160 million of those dollars things. Have you? Good work. We're actually just getting on fine without that. That, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, to me yeah. is that how it the, the camel's back has to break eventually. Or, I, you know, that... States will obviously rapidly defend sort of how things work, but I don't know. I'm, this, I'm, this, yeah. this is too much of a ramble to end the podcast on. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there we go. Interest. What a situation. That's 51 minutes. So we are, we are over. We are, we are long. We've run long. You know, we've just been very excited about being back. Mm. Mm. Yes, exactly. Well, it's a bonus episode. Whoop. Um, so let's uh, let's. I can feel that we've been going on a long time because the urgency of urination is mounting. Um, oh, so th- how delightful! How delightful! You wanted TMI, TMI. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, you can go to grandpodcast.com and subscribe. And um, you can find us on Patreon and give us a bit of money just to support the Patreon. It doesn't have to yes. be real crypto money. No, give us real money, those old-fashioned dollars that people used to care so much about. Um, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me at Ivanka on Twitter, mostly. And yes, I think come and join us. Uh, join our slacks and then we could have chats about how to... You know what? What it all means? What's it all about? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, um, yeah. And was a yeah. I updated the website, so it look the header looks a bit less janky on different devices last oh, week. Oh, that's, so that's cool. Fun. Thanks um, for that. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, we'll see you next time. And um, yeah, take care. Enjoy your December as it gets colder and colder. Bye. 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 Bye.